0: Welcome to the cardboard Crashcast. i'm your host ethan with christos anthony and adam say hi hello hello guten tag we're here with episode four it's going to be the spirit of commander something we're all very familiar with we're a little bit tired because it's late at night but um, we are going to show a little bit of our history with the format a little bit about where we think the format is now and where we would want it to go in the future So if you have anything to say, I'd love for you to also add your own comments in the video description, if you're watching on YouTube, or if you're watching on a podcast uh, platform, such as Apple podcasts, go ahead and give us a review, maybe uh, leave us five stars. But if you want to start us off, Christos, how long have you been playing the Commander format? Lord have mercy. So I've been playing Commander since 2011?
1: Yeah, 2011. Uh, My first Commander deck was um, my the Anima, Uh, and I think the first experience I've ever had, or I ever had, with Commander, I was watching a group of people at my LGS playing a format I'd never seen before, and I was like, are you guys playing two-headed giant? Like, what's going on? I thought they had, like, they were just playing, like, standard or something. I look over, and, like, they're all playing, like, big, splashy stuff that's, like, seven plus mana, like, things that you would just never play, even in drafts sometimes. I just became infatuated because, like, suddenly after talking to them for five minutes, they are like, yeah, this is a format where you can play all the the pack fillers and stuff that you'd, like, normally would just toss. But now suddenly that seven-mana creature that I literally pass every time in a draft, it's looking pretty good because I could throw it in a deck. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I think um, I kind of left it, like, in the back of my mind for a little, little while. I'd only ever play Commander if I, like, borrowed a deck or something. I never built one. Um, and uh, but my, the first commander deck I ever played, was in my L, the anima deck. It was not my own. It was one of my, one of my local guys there that he just was like, yeah, I play this one. So when I saw that my L was in the C13 or the commander 13 product, I bought it immediately. So, and I built it right then and there. It was so jank. I was using like the worst cards possible. I barely upgraded it, but it was so fun still to me. Commander commanders like spirit as a format is just, you get to play all the big, splashy stuff. Everybody gets to have, basically, like, their turn. they like, their spotlight. And do whatever your deck is wanting to do. Then, uh, obviously, there's a winner. But I feel like, over time, with my time with Commander, as the years have gone by, because so that was ten years ago now, I feel like the game has just progressed to a point where, like, you know, in combination with the game changing overall, and, like, mechanics becoming stronger, and... Power creep in general, I, I suppose, is a, I just the kind of like the the thought. I think that the game's just kind of gotten to a point where like the commander that I was introduced to and the commander I am used to is no longer the commander that exists now. There's a lot more powerful things, a lot more speedy things. The the speed of the formats like through the roof with like stuff like you know even arcane signet really accelerates a lot of decks because it just gives them access to a, a mana rock that they didn't have otherwise not to mention like jeweled lotus etc just cards like that so just to close it close my thoughts on it i don't want to say i necessarily have like a a negative opinion on commander currently but i definitely come from an era where commander
0: is about just playing the cards that you wouldn't play otherwise mm-hmm. i think that we can all give a little bit of a different insight so i do want to move on to anthony what's your first experience with commander and where do you feel like a you know, a base level of your idea of its health nowadays?
2: My first experience was, if I remember correctly, it was around on Kets, And I remember building, uh, my commander was Sigarda. And I just put in the biggest green and white creatures I could find. And that was it. There was no strategy to the deck. And those games I remember lasting probably two hours long and back then i think that was like the peak of fun for commander it was just like long games and uh, everyone getting to play what they wanted their big splashy spells and it's pretty pretty simple pretty you know nothing too crazy uh i think i think just commander has evolved into a game that's much different now it's not like that um it's a lot faster and the big splashy spells usually in the game. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I just think you got to find the right pod to do that in it. You know, some people might not like it and then, you know, maybe you should play budgets decks or, uh, I don't know. I, I don't think it's in a bad spot. I, I just believe you got to find the right people to play with and, or, um, maybe limit yourself. Maybe, maybe, maybe that would be more fun for you.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: yeah, that's, that's all I got, really. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, I think we can all agree that it's different nowadays yeah. um, than it was. How about you, Adam? What's your first experience with Commander? It's a little more recent than, than Yeah, the no. Us.
3: Um No, when I first got into the game, it was just 60 card. I didn't know anything about Commander. Um, and I don't even recall anyone when I was, like, younger playing it. Like, all my friends and, like, scouts and stuff still played 60 card one-on-one. So it was, like, completely new to me, and it was you who brought it up. You're like... There's a format where you play with your commander and it's like super fun um and I can't remember how many months it was in when we decided to jump into it
0: I but have I was, to imagine it was probably maybe half a year, 6 I, months I, into it. I think Commander Legends was just coming out because I recall
3: actually no, you bought you bought the Kaldheim
0: Kaldheim uh, Commander. I bought both of them. And yes. commander
3: and Commander Legends was after or before called or after It was Kaldheim. after Kaldheim. Yeah, so I think that's when we were definitely starting to look into it. You had bought that precon, um, but that wasn't your first deck. You made your is it coin flipping deck and and stuff, which right. was fun. But also, we realized later on that it's kind of it takes a long time and it, it janky. Yeah, it's janky and it takes the fun away from everyone else. Because like Christos was saying, the idea of commander, which was cool, is you could play with more people now. It wasn't the same repetitive sixty card deck that we were playing every time. Mm-hmm. You know. You start metagaming, and it's like, oh, this person's 60-card deck is just so much better. The thing I like a lot about Commander when we were playing is, you know, yeah, you get to play one of each card. Um, You get to have that card that the deck is based around, so you get to have more of a theme, and you can kind of have more opportunity to cover all of your bases. So, like, you can have plenty of interaction and board wipes, and in ramp and stuff like that right. where if you're playing a 60 card deck your 60 card deck might have zero interest in ramp and zero interest in this and that so it's much easier i feel like for 60 card decks to kind of like you have to think about that in more of like a tournament setting or something like when we were playing all the time it was just like yeah your discard deck just completely destroys my 60 card deck that i'm playing like there's nothing i can do about it unless mm-hmm. i just hard counter you i think obviously it's still very plausible for that to happen in commander and a commander could be completely useless against another one but I think there's more opportunity, and it depends more on your Jaws, uh, because you have one of each, but we'll kind of divulge a little more into that, I I presume.
0: Yeah, Um, I kind of wanted to give a little bit, I realized that maybe some of you listening don't have a full grasp of the difference um, between a constructed format, like we were talking about, and the commander format, so if you're listening for the first time or you're supporting the podcast outside of knowing a lot about Magic, the a uh, standard deck is built up of 60 cards, and you can have four of each name of card. This gives a really consistent way of play. In the commander format, instead you choose a single creature, and that can sit outside of your deck that you can cast at any time, which makes it very, very reliable, but also you can only have one of every other card. So instead of having four ofs that make it really consistent, you have a hundred um, other cards that are all single so in a way, it's a lot more consistent of a way of play, and in a way, it's a lot less consistent. Another thing about Commander is that it brings a lot more people together. Um, I feel like with, yes, you can play two versus two with 60 cards um, constructed, but Commander is inherently built around the idea of playing with a four-player pod, all multiplayer, free-for-all. So that's, a, that's an interesting difference is that it can include more people. So that's where I think Adam and I's original idea of Commander came from outside of the constructed formats, is because we wanted to include everybody in the same game. Um, so that can kind of extend into my original. Yeah, I, I views think on what it.
3: ended up happening was we were also just getting maybe a little bored of the 60 card. Just playing um, the same games.
0: Yeah.
3: So did you. Uh, did you. Play Commander
1: prior to introducing it to Adam, or did you guys get into it
0: together? So I had played Commander prior. Um, I got into... I would played Commander a few years before ever getting Adam into the format. With your own deck? With my own deck, yes. My own deck was a pretty much pre-con. Um, I played against a player who would consistently play a really janky Phage the Untouchable deck, um, where... It's a card where if you cast it from anywhere other than your hand, you lose the game. So he would just basically do a modern-day Town Bullies effect where it enters the battlefield under somebody else's control and makes them lose, or he would just play Command Beacon and try his hardest to actually play her. Now, I played a Mono Red Burn that was very similar to a constructed deck that I loved. It, revolved completely around some janky I think it was it was constructed for me. It was the Heartless Hit Itsugu, but it wasn't actually doing the combo. It was just tapping to cut people's lives in half and also burning them at the same time. Later on we had a friend who played with Heartless Hit Itsugu and he was just doing Chaos Stupidity, but it was um it was definitely a different time back then. Now Adam and I had been playing like we had said, constructed formats before that, and I orig- and I eventually just said, "Hey, this call time precon is coming out. It looks really interesting. Would you mind trying it with me?" And we ended up building our own decks, like he was saying. He built Arcades. No, 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 no. no. Mimeo- I brought- plasm.
3: Well, it was Brokos because I wanted to do an infect and mutate deck. Right. So he was just a uh, Sultai commander that just could mutate onto something, and you can mutate from the graveyard, so you didn't have to worry about like commander tax. And it was just like play some garbage little infect creature and mutate onto it so it was like a six six with trample wasn't anything crazy i just that's like that's what i want to do it's like man i want to make like a fun infect mutate thing but that can't really work in a 60 card deck i can throw this idea into a 100 card commander deck and it will be a lot more fun
0: Mm -hmm. yeah my idea of commander is that it brings more people together at the same time it allows you to play the things that would not be intended to be played with together. And instead of it being designed for, it's taken as, like, from the community, it's taken away from the hands of the company that's making this game, and it's allowing them to do something stupid on their own. Because originally, and I think we can kind of expand on this altogether, one of the main points that I wanted to make in this episode is that Commander used to be something that was accidental. In my opinion, the only format that was designed for, for a very long time, was Standard. This was all the way from Alpha up to, um, I don't know, by the time, probably 2013, when they started making Modern sets. Yeah, whenever the original Master set, Modern Masters 1, I think it was 2011 or 12. Okay, and then it wasn't until 13 that they made the first Commander set? Or or am I mistaken? Uh, Commander's
1: Arsenal was I think twenty eleven.
0: So up so from nineteen ninety-three to twenty eleven, all they did was standard. And every other format was accidental. You're designing for this one specific rotating format, and then people will take those and just happen to make them work in other formats. So a constructed format where you can play sixty cards um, constructed about against you know any cards ever made in Magic, or this Commander format where you can just take some janky legendary creature, which was very, very low in frequency back then, and just make a fun, stupid deck out of them. So for a very long time it was like that, and I think since 2011, when they started making those Commander Arsenal, Commander Precons, they've sort of switched their design vision and actually realized that this format is popular.
1: I think another thing to note is that uh, with the elimination of MSRP, <clears throat> they they basically just like
0: increased the power of a precon like by like 10 times right cuz a precon used to be just a janky mess of cards like, like if you go back to 2011 2012 all the way up until probably 2014 precons it was just i mean it was fun like it was it mirrored what the decks were at the time which was stupid fun and it was not meant to have a perfect curve and all of this Playing with what you have right that's what it was. And that's mm-hmm. why and like that's why the power was so low. Uh
1: and generally speaking of the precons because they were trying to mirror the exact fun that people were having. And they, and they also had MSRP so they're not going to, you know, throw in like, you know, a primeval titan when it just went
3: out for printing and they right. do a precon. Well, mm-hmm. what were the original prices of precons?
0: I want to say they were 20. I think they were
3: 35.
0: 35 was what they yes. came
3: out of the
1: gate with? I think it was 35, but it's man, it's been so long since I've bought one.
3: Well, some pre-cons, like I remember with Commander Legends, those decks were like 20 bucks.
0: Yeah, so the Commander Legends decks were 20. The Call Time Commander decks were 20. For some reason, I don't know if it was because the format was struggling, or I mean, the decks
3: aren't that crazy. Obviously, AC is was Lath- one of the precon well, ones, and I I almost got Lathril. that deck too. I almost got that deck. I should have because AC is twenty bucks herself or himself. I don't even know what AC is.
0: Yeah, and Lathril is is sitting around the eighty five dollar mark for that pre-constructed deck when it was sold at twenty originally. So yeah, I I think it's definitely gone up in, you know. Expected value over the years.
1: Trying to find it, man. Uh, twenty nine ninety nine MSRP. Okay, and that's Commander
0: twenty thirteen. So, so now, now they
1: they're like whatever, right? Like like they vary in price wildly.
0: Yeah, so the Commander Masters precons, which a lot of people say are not that like they're slightly above, but they're not that far above a normal Commander deck. They're sitting around twice as much as like an average Commander deck nowadays. So like around the eighty to eighty five dollar mark. And I, I guess something also to note,
1: um, kind of what you were talking about earlier, like we played with legendary creatures as our commanders that were not designed for a commander. Right. We we grabbed whatever we thought was like, hey, I'm going to play with this legendary creature because that's the original idea between behind EDH, right? Elder Dragon Highlander. You played with the Elder Dragons originally yeah. and then it transitioned into any legendary. You want to give a little bit more history on that? I'm not sure if I'm the authority on it, but I'll tell you this. So the original Elder Dragons, I believe there's nine of them. i might oh, be wrong. I want to say there's only five. I know that they were the original they, cycle. they were all three colors, mm-hmm. and you can choose from one of those dragons and build a deck around them, and the decks change obviously based on the color combination, and that mm-hmm. and that is it. And that's and, where the color identity came from. And that is strictly how people build decks. Is like I wanted to build green, white,
0: blue. I pick Arcades back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was always one of those few dragons. And um, so you you it wasn't just any legendary creature. It was one of those five or, or however many dragons and you built with just those colors. And they were all seven sevens. And if you hit an opponent three times with your commander, they lost the game. And that's where the 21 commander damage comes from. And that it's why it's called EDH. Um, since then, obviously, it's been expanded upon. I think that the format was always intended to be exactly what your playgroup wants it to be. It was never supposed to be sanctioned. And that's where the Rules Committee took over, which the Rules Committee is a separate entity to Wizards of the Coast. It's completely, yeah, Anthony's giving me like quotes. Yeah, separate entity to them.
1: I, I wanted to mention this too. Uh, I'm sorry to interject. That's okay. Uh, when the rules committee was originally like established, it wasn't really like what it is today. It was like I think like five people at most, mm-hmm. and they would they would not ban cards often. And when they did, <clears throat> they gave like a good reasoning behind it. And when they unbanned stuff as well. And to to your point about what you said earlier, this was a uh, a format designed by the players for the players with Watsi completely like hands off. As the years progressed, and I know I'm going on a little bit of a tangent here, and Commander became more and more popular, and WotC has put their hands on it way more than 10 years ago. Now they're printing cards that mention Commander in the text, in the description. What was the first one? Command Tower,
0: I believe. Was it Command Tower? Did a Command Tower and Arcane Signet came out at the same time? No, no. no, no Arcane no,
3: Signet no. was Throne of Eldraine. That was Brawl, yeah. that was made for Brawl. For Brawl. Really?
0: Arcane Signet came out in Throne of Eldraine. So
1: so originally the the closest thing you could have gotten was Fellwar Stone. That's That war crazy. Starts still it's, Yeah, It's that's great. Okay. So but, but that but like I feel like ever since it's crazy cuz that's when I quit, right? Ever since Throne of Eldraine, I don't know what the heck's going on, but they're like we're going to slap commander on everything. But there yes. there there was also Commander's Sphere was printed.
0: Mhm. A little prior to Throne and Commander Sphere was like command, command Beacon. Also, Command Beacon. Command Beacon was one of the originals. No, I want to see c fourteen. Okay, yeah, it, 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 it was. Around, it was in. I was definitely not playing Commander before then, so that's why I feel it, that way. it was in
1: the Planeswalker
0: precons. Okay, yeah. So one of the five Planeswalker precons. Command Beacon is the one where you can tap it and put the Commander into your and sack hand. It. Yeah, um, from the Command Zone, so get around that tax. But. Uh, so what, I, what, would, I, what I'm getting at, they, I'm sorry. That was never intended to be the case. Was that cards mentioned, Commander? No, Watsi really was like, "All right, well, how do we really sell this product to people?"
1: I think, and they were like, "Well, we got to just make it so that the precons have like some basic stuff to for, like a, as like a kickoff point." So that's the way they put command B, uh, command tower in all the decks, soul ring in all the decks. Is arcane signet in every deck now?
0: Yes, yes pretty much. Yes, is. Yeah. and
3: probably ever since brawl, right? Well, when no. brawl came out, it was like the only way to get it was the brawl deck. And it was, like, super expensive. I think you might have also been able to get it in the collector packs for Throne of Eldraine. I'm not sure. How,
1: how about Commander's uh, Sphere? Commander
0: Sphere is in everything. It's in everything. Yeah. So
1: I feel
3: like, I've, basically, I know I when know
1: so Commander Tower those, came
0: out. Those four cards. So not, not Beacon. Cards, three not cards, beacon. yeah. Those three cards are in every Commander Precon, aside from, like... I don't think
3: Sphere is anymore.
0: A couple. But Commander Sphere is just okay. Yeah,
1: I, I would put it, like, I give it, like, a B rating. Uh-huh. Uh In terms of like, if we today, want to say today, C is average, yeah, it's standard. still above average. Yeah, like, I mean, I would definitely play it over like a Darksteel uh, Ingot, whatever the heck that thing's called. Mm-hmm. And that used to be like a staple, like you play that in every deck because right. we we didn't have an Arcane Signet, and not every deck could run rocks. And if you if they did run rocks, you need that thing to be indestructible because there back in the day, board wipes were like you play like five, like mm-hmm. everyone did. That's just, like you just had to because the The idea of the format was like
0: very little interaction, other than just
1: yeah, we right wiped now. the board or nothing. Like right. like there wasn't like all this spot removal. That I remember today. that
0: I remember that because those those first games that I played, there was always that white player, and he would have ten board wipes, and no one else would have any interaction, and we would all be please like, do you have it? Do you have, do the you board have wipe? it? Yeah. Do you have one in your hand? Because none of us have any way to do anything about any of this. It was it was fun. It was stupid. It was definitely different with without all of this, like without the pre-cons coming out all the time. So they did for a while, starting in 2011, they did a commander set every single year. And that already felt like a lot uh, to a lot of players where instead of just having... Yeah, yeah. Instead well, of just having like your jank cards, you're actually printing cards for commander once a year. So that, that went all the way up until, tell me... So, something around 2018 2019 they started doing commander sets for commander precons and commander sets within the sets every single standard release and then now they're doing it for every like release in general even for universes beyond even for universes yeah. beyond yeah. now they have commander precons that don't even have a set attached to them it's just the precon set. I will say it feels bad, man, for the Transformers. Uh, that would have been really cool to have uh
1: precons for those cards.
0: Yeah, instead of them just being a bonus sheet within yeah. uh, Brothers War. I mean, I Jurassic mean, Park isn't going to have precons. That's kind of sad. But half know. the
3: cards are designed for Commander anyway.
2: I don't care what you guys say until they come out with a Warhammer 40k set. It's, it's just nothing. Nothing will ever peak it. All right, Warhammer 40k Commander set? That's what I need.
0: Oh, like an actual draftable
2: set. Well.
0: I'd like to draft
2: Warhammer. I mean, a set. I don't care what people do with it. I just want more Warhammer 40k cards. I think they're way more interesting than every other thing that they've done with the. Universe of Beyond. Yeah, I don't don't think anything is like. When I saw when they came out with Warhammer 40k, I was extremely interested. I was like probably only one of the few times I actually cared about the spoilers. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. They're sleeping.
0: Yeah. So, do you th- do you? Th- I want to ask all of you: What do you think was the was the precipice of change? Do you think that it was more recent, with the lockdown and everything, or do you think that this was all going to happen one way or another? Hasbro, the Hasbro, like when Hasbro over, was it that's, the coast?
2: That's This is this is a Hasbro business move. Uh, I'm not saying Wizards is like completely clear of uh, everything. I'm just saying this is 100% a Hasbro move. This is what they do with their toys. This is what they do with just anything, really? Like, I mean, this is just Hasbro.
0: So, like, I, what do you mean by that exactly?
2: Hasbro just tries to capitalize on things that they can capitalize on. Uh, that's so obviously, you know, Doctor Who. They, you know, if they can somehow can get a Doctor Who, you know, which they did, um, then they'll do Doctor Who. Uh, they, they have obviously they have Transformers, which I, I agree. I don't know why they didn't do a whole set. They can. It's Hasbro. Hasbro owns like the whole Transformer thing, so they could. Quite literally do a whole set if they wanted to. Uh, I think they they were maybe probably
0: a little scared to
2: do a whole set.
0: That's probably the only thing I'd think of. Maybe they didn't think it... Because they test the waters with Universes Beyond with Dungeons & Dragons. Even though that wasn't Universes Beyond at the time. They still consider that in-universe. I think the Dungeons & Dragons oh, really? was a great... Yeah, they don't consider Dungeons and & Dragons and then Battle for Baldur's Gate. They don't consider yeah. those Universes Beyond. Because technically the lore is that yeah. your session... Of D and D is a multiverse within magic. Yeah, so I don't even
2: think the D and D was a Hasbro move. I think that was more of a Wizards move, Uh simply because that's that's their, their that's their own yeah, property. Their that's own property. Wizards yeah. of the Coast, and, and that's their baby. And, and they, I like the D and D sets. Uh, yeah. I think they should do more of those. I don't.
0: I, I don't think I don't remember there being a huge uproar at all for the Dungeons and Dragons. You know, I I have it, no, it was almost like a inevitability. I'm
1: gonna say this is I don't want to say it as a counter to Anthony necessarily, but. I think that I have no problem with any universes beyond, as long as the cards are designed well and they're designed, not heavy-handedly. Like mm-hmm. not like I'm not going to put a like I'm not going to slap what's his name Jeff Goldblum on a card and make sure that he's like the most powerful magic card in that set. Right. You know, like I I just like it's cool that Jeff Goldblum's on a card. I don't need more than that. I think that's cool.
0: Right. So, what do you think of of the health of universes beyond in terms of? Commander products specifically. You think that's added like added too much? Uh, because they have to sell, they have to sell these products in order to make these companies money back. I want to hear Adam's take first because he's a newbie. Because I am just a grouchy old bitch. So yeah, So <laughs> I'm curious. Star, myself. Star is our editor. First of all, check the description uh, if you want to get in touch with him. But Star, can you go ahead and throw up the card, old fogey, on screen? Because <laughs> Christos is uh, definitely hitting that mark. Oh yeah, for sure. What is it? Twenty black lotuses and twenty plague rats. That's what magic was designed to be. Yeah, that's right. It's right uh, on the bottom of the. That's card. right. <laughs> anyway, um,
3: I don't know because the thing is, I don't particularly like unnecessary crossovers with things. You know, I don't like. I mean, they just announced Marvel. I'm not a big Marvel fan, so like, part of me wants to be like, I don't care about it. And I can understand a lot of, like, long-term players get the feeling of, like, dude, I want invert in-universe versions of cards and stuff. It does get kind of ridiculous, right? Where it's like, yeah, I'm playing my Starscream, and, you know, I have my, op- and that triggers my Optimus Prime, and you're over there with your Pit boy and then you've got your, like, Warhammer dude, and then over there you've got, like, you know, Rick's Steadfast Leader, and you got, like, a you know, his Lucy bad or whatever. I don't like, you just have all this other random stuff and it's just, it's just weird. It's kind of like Fortnite as well, where it's just like, you're just overloaded with like pop culture references. And it's just like, what am I even playing with? Like I kind of, I want like more like uniform stuff. Mm -hmm. So I kind of prefer the in
0: universe versions. When I'm, I will add to that because I, so I don't hate universes beyond to precipice this. I'm a huge Marvel fan. Um, I'm, I'm actually a fan of a lot of the Universes Beyond products that they've been using, um, but one thing that I do not like about it is when they rename a card with something else because instead of me knowing exactly what that card is just by looking at it across the table with a lot of Magic's history that I can do, they've, they're now coming out with a Jeff Goldblum card. I forget the name of, the, of his character in Jurassic Park, but it's Atla Palani Nest Tender which has been a magic card for a long time. I know what Atla Pilani does. But they're reprinting Atla Laplani as Jeff Goldblum. And it's it says right big on the top of the card, whatever his character's name is, and then right below it in really tiny text it says Atla Laplani. I'm not going to be able to keep up with all of this. I didn't know that they made a lightning bolt that's really just Hadouken from Street Fighter. I saw that the other day. I was like, what are you hitting me with? I don't I don't know what's going on. Yeah,
3: I mean, I think that works better for like... If you're playing, I don't know, like Arena or something, it's just like a skin. skin. I, I just it's, find it distracting. It,
0: it de- This definitely is a byproduct of Fortnite. All of it. You think that the universe is beyond specifically, or like them hitting the multiplayer format so hard is?
1: Um, yeah, it, I think it's actually detached from Commander. I think it is actually, because even like, I think the first time they did something like this, I might be wrong, but is when they did the Optimus Prime and Godzilla card and like one of the
0: unsets. It uh, wasn't an unset. It was a Ikoria. reskin in Icoria. It was essentially like the new bonus. No, th-
1: there was a, there was like an Optimus Prime in one of the unsets, was there not?
0: It's like oh, uh, I have no idea. Uh, no, the first the first time they did it was in uh, world, se- secret was life. It was secret life in like 2017 or something. Yeah. it was essentially like a from the vault or like a secret layer. Uh, sorry, not secret. Um, anyway, it was a charity event um, for My Little Pony. Ponies the galloping was I think the first crossover. They were silver bordered too. They were silver bordered. You couldn't play with them. It was uh, My Little Pony for what is what is that called? You're looking it up now. But uh, that was their first like foray into it. I'm not gonna find it, man. I don't even know what I'm looking for. <laughs> um, if you talk
1: about
3: the Transformers. I'm pretty sure those are just the brothers War. exclusive. Dude,
1: I I swear there was an Optimus
3: Prime card here. I'm just gonna tell. I mean, you. maybe it was like referencing like it, but it wasn't but, obviously. A or one, one of
0: the unsets also did have the swords of Dungeons and Dragons, um, which could which easily referenced.
3: be a sword. Now it, it doesn't even like not fit because rolling dice is actually a common thing now. Mm-hmm. That's but I think that's bad. It, it was a
1: it was a media promo. For the Gathering, Magic the Gathering Hazcon, uh, and there was three promos, the Sword of Dungeons and Dragons, uh, a Grimlock, sorry, not Optimus Prime, and Nerf War.
0: Oh, I remember Nerf War. Yeah. Okay. And, and there I, was Hazor products. And I remember... They were reskins, right? No, 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 no. Yeah, there they, they were separate cards. They were cards That's why I was saying that it's for yeah.
1: Non-tournament legal cards. Gotcha. And I think... So they they did that because those are all their
0: IPs, right? They own, they own all those things. Yeah. Right. So that I
1: think that that initial I think they
0: did Ponies the Galloping not too much, not too far after.
1: To be honest, I have no idea because I would not have even given it a second look. I, <laughs> know, I mean, be, not, nothing against those people that like that stuff. It's just like I would look at it and be like, moving on. Uh <laughs> But the I will say right around like like Fortnite blew up in like 2017, right? 2016, 17, right? Yeah. So shortly thereafter, I'm sure someone somewhere, some new kid on the block, who like it was pitching an idea to some board member or whatever, mm-hmm. what if we did crossovers and stuff like that? I'm sure that's like where this all started. I know we're we're getting very detached from the main idea of like this whole this whole episode. It's okay. But I think that while I agree with Adam, I'm not gonna love every one of these universes beyond and sometimes they seem a little unnecessary, they seem a little detached. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, like the Walking Dead and the you know uh, what is the what is that show with on Netflix
0: that they did like Stranger oh, Things? Stranger Things. Things. I
1: was like, man, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just like, ah, I should... do think
0: that they put a lot of effort into Lord of the Rings. They put a lot of effort into Super Warhammer, cool. um, and I even think they put a lot of effort into Doctor Who. As little as I personally know or put a lot of time caring into Doctor Who, I'm looking at these cards. I'm like, this definitely represents some you know care that went into this product. Uh,
1: I'm, I'm like low key happy about them doing versus beyond for the commander decks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not happy that they come out with every single set. <laughs> they're, they're, they're every in, they're in every single set.
0: Oh, like with like bonus sheets within. Yeah. Like what's sets. the, what's the newest set that came Jurassic out? Jurassic park has, is in rivals of Ixon. No, no, uh, no, no, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm saying Ixlon. like,
1: like in like March of the machine has commander decks,
0: right? Yes.
1: And so does Brothers War. And so does coming oh, you're out. Oh, you not happy with the commander decks no, coming No, I, I out think the, ca- the cadence is too often. I think that it kind of diminishes the
0: importance of having a pre-con. <laughs> so, um, I think we set it up in a previous episode. But it's 29 commander decks this year that have been announced so far. Including the secret layer ones. And that means, I was looking there's at least two or three plus one plus one counter and ramp pre-cons. And they all have a slightly different flavor, but it's all like one-one counters and ramp to the specific set. How I don't really understand how many we could possibly need. Hey, well, they just just
3: showed off the Ixlon ones today, and the Simic one is a Merfolk, who's like Merfolk tribal, but explore tribal. So it's all about... Oh, so it's one, plus one
0: counters and ramp, but with a different flavor. But you're exploring, that's exactly exactly my point. Yeah, but
3: your commander is like, yeah, it's it's going to be, like, similar, okay? Like, you're going to have, like, Simic decks are going to do Simic things, right? They're going to ramp, and they're going to draw cards, they're going to put some counters on things, but it's just doing it slightly differently, right? Oh, well... You, uh, I'm, well, just, play...
2: I'm just saying that was the old mechanic from the last Ixolan That's nothing new.
0: Yeah. It's not new. It's yeah. it's literally just plus one plus yeah. one counter ramp in a different flavor but that's it's happened a, three times. It's a before commander this year.
3: that you can if you want to be a hi- you want to be a hyper specific explore deck, you can have a explore deck with a you face don't... commander for that. That's okay. I, I,
0: that... It's perfectly okay. I'm just saying it's very with with the amount that they push out, they all feel like they overlap a lot. I, I
2: think um maybe Christos was making this point. Um it takes away from the, the set. Uh, they could honestly just throw it in the set, and you can have half a brain and see, hey, there's a legendary creature in the set. I can make a commander deck out of There's so many legendary creatures in every set that I'm sure no one bats an eye at. One, because they're not in the pre-con, or maybe they don't even relate to the, the pre-cons that come out, so, uh, so, you don't, so you don't know any of the precons. Someone
0: uh, do the math really quick. How many cards do you get in a draft box? You almost, uh, pack, 36 packs. 36 times 15? Uh, not including the token, right? Okay, so, like so they can sell you a commander precon, which is so it's five hundred and four. That's times fourteen. Yeah, five hundred and four for about a hundred dollars. Yeah. They can sell you five hundred and four cards for a hundred dollars, or they can sell you a hundred cards for forty dollars. And you get to draft the box. Mm. Mm-hmm. So the only reason why they do precons is because they can sell you less cards for more money. I completely agree with you. If, I would be so happy if you if they just put the Commanders into the set and let you do it on your own and figure it out. I built this deck instead of like... You could still do the Commander Precons once a year to give people a, start, a starting point, but... I, I agree with Adam's point, but I also agree with
1: Anthony's point. So while I think it's nice to have a nice place to be like, oh, I saw that card spoiled, or I opened it in a pack... And, and then it's like the face of a Commander deck or something mm-hmm. like that. I think that's really cool. You're like, oh, I don't really have to do any of the work. It's already made for me. I can just go buy it and play it. That's mm-hmm. cool. But on the other hand, the original Spirit of Commander is you, even if you did buy that one pre-con a year back in the day, you bought like the Brea precon that's like an artifact deck in four colors. Every time you see a new artifact spoiled in a new set, you get jazzed because you're like, I wonder if I could put that in the deck. And I feel like that's lost because now it's
0: like, you don't you don't get to think about that. It's already in the deck cuz it's already in the precon. Right. <laughs> it's in the deck, it's in the precon. They also make cards specifically because they know there's this many lethal players out there. So they're going to make a, a card that just perfectly goes. It's an elf that perfectly goes in the uh black That's green. not always true though cuz no. so- sometimes they have some dookie like no, made for commander
3: no, designs. No, no,
2: no. It is very true. Um, specifically with a set that comes out so uh, if they come out with a new set they'll have two pre-cons whatever they put out Um, but they'll also put out uh, I don't know it's like this card belongs in your pre-con that you bought like and you need to buy it or you need to buy packs like obviously you know they they do it on purpose because that it's very formulaic it's every set it's um, I remember yeah I bought the Streffrin pre-con you want Olivia why would you not want Olivia in your your vampire deck? It fits perfectly into those colors. Mm-hmm. You can get your vampires back. Uh, the the spirits. It's it's they they do it every set. It's, oh, it's it's
3: definitely like it's, very particular. They make the commander decks, and they have specific cards for those decks. I think it's great because it gives them the opportunity to you know make cards that would be too good for standard that they can make that are themed around the plane that they're on. So I th- I think it's not a inherently bad thing because I think there's a lot of good where it's like they have a lot more creative uh, freedom uh, to do in the commander decks and they can make interesting new mechanics and kind of themes. But yeah, they do definitely like make, I don't know, let's just go to Ixon for example. There's going to be like some dinosaurs in the new set that you're going to want that definitely aren't going to be in the commander deck. So it's like you buy the commander deck, oh, then you buy some of the set too or you buy some of the set and you're like, well, maybe i buy the commander deck and then I can like, put it all together. Right. It's it's definitely designed for you to like pretty much take a bit and piece of everything. And that's that's definitely intentional.
1: I, I i think that um you know as somebody that is coming back to the game now, I don't think it's inherently a bad thing, but I also feel like at the same time, I don't want wizards touching my format. Uh because every format that they touch just dies. Okay. So uh so and I feel like I'm really afraid for Commander because power creep is happening. I was actually discussing this with Anthony earlier mm-hmm. today. I feel like and the more they print cards for Commander, the more, like, the power goes up. I feel like we're, because we're, it's a Because it's an eternal format. For, you're right. Made for Commander. Mm-hmm. and And now they're... You can m- power more, create more standard, or, 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 but you or, can
0: always rest easy knowing it'll rotate out.
1: And I'm going to take a step back and just talk maybe about some tinfoil hat stuff that I don't know if the rules committee even exists anymore. Uh, from what I've heard and what I see, i just seen th- some of the cards that they print for Commander... Seem like uh, it's almost Watsi holding the hand of the rules, or like holding the the rules committee and being like, "No, no, no, it's okay. Don't worry. They're gonna buy these cards or something like that." And I feel like we're at a point where we're getting the power up, which is not necessarily a bad thing because it's people are interested in playing fast Magic. I get it. People love to play like that st- store to Magic, but I feel like Commander as an idea and as a like an old format, the format that I was introduced to and familiar with. That format I feel like it was more or less I don't want to say dead, but it's definitely like not the same. No, I feel it's like there's the there's almost like a hard cut. I feel like we almost need to need to cut it into two different formats.
3: It would be like maybe what you're used to playing would be like more of almost like a five or six deck now, where it's just like there's just better stuff. So would you
0: want to a different format or would you want people to continue governing governing themselves and just saying I'm playing a low power this time can we all do this I just think it's really hard to govern yourself when you're just showing up randomly at game stores and you don't know I, the people in, in advance I, I
1: don't agree with that because commander was born that way
0: governing yourself
1: commander was governed by a, a rules committee that was print that was just print not even printing sorry posting on a blog website or forum and that's and, that, and then they eventually made their own website. Now, I'm saying that pioneers is a really good example, right? People that were playing modern, they're like modern is ridiculous, right? I don't I don't want to play this this version of magic. I want to go back to my roots and play w- what I'm used to. Yep. So then you have a group of players that literally do exactly what you are describing, right? They 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 govern themselves, they make a whole list, they start banning things, they change the format, and they make a whole separate format. Now, I'm not saying I'm not saying that that's what needs to happen. I'm saying that if that were to happen, I'd be very comfortable going to a format with a lot more bans because I don't have a problem with soul ring getting banned. We we all built decks without a soul ring, game doesn't change too much. It just more or less I feel like it's more enjoyable.
0: It makes it more consistent, whereas one person doesn't just like jump ahead. ahead. Basically, right. they take an extra turn spell.
1: And you, and know, I'm sure there's like a lot of information out there about like soul ring and all the baloney behind it. But I think that in general, if there were to be a situation where they cut. Uh, like a whole separate format for us and made a whole different band list where they just started like this is banned, this is banned, this is banned. Anything with the name commander on it, not legal.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I, so I'd be interested. I would be interested
3: too. But the thing is the restrictions of the format is just like, no one's enforcing it. You can, that's the whole point of like rule zeroing stuff. So yeah. So mm, okay. I. That's, that's, now, what, we're on, now
1: we're on this. <laughs>
0: that's, that's what I wanted to say. Who's they and why
3: can't they be us? What you're, what you're detailing would be like, you're going to a game store and you're going to play with random people. You should expect to see all the stuff that you're probably not the biggest fan of. You you can't go to a game store anymore and just expect people to have some janky deck that's just all their leftover cards from draft. I'm kind of thinking of it like video games, right? People have a lot of nostalgia for early shooters and, and online video games. And now it's like, oh, every person you play against is like a sweaty tryhard. They're super good at the game. They play the game all day. Some people play it for a living and stream it. Um, It's not fun anymore, right? Like people have just gotten so good at video games that like you want to go back to just the things the way they used to be, but it's never gonna be like that anymore. Just like people have evolved over time. I feel like some of that translates over to like magic, right? Like people have gotten better at the game. There's There's new cards to mess with. They've gotten better at optimizing things. Yes, 100%. They're definitely adding uh, new cards into the format that are power creepy and meant for the format and designed for it, which you could argue are way stronger than anything that you had to work with before. Yeah, you're like it. It's just locked in time. Like you're never gonna be able to get that feeling back unless you do rule zero and make the rules up ahead of time and say like cards after this date are like banned that you can't use them. You can still do that.
1: It's was- just you
3: can't expect it at a game store. You know.
1: Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like you're not gonna be able to find. I know we said this in the last episode. Go look at look up events in our area. It's all commander events. So what's stopping somebody online somewhere on Reddit or wherever it might be being like, "Hey guys, I made this new format. If you guys want to give it a shot," and what if that gets traction? And what if now those that that's like that's how we got
0: here in the first place? What's stopping another somebody even us? Like you said, does even, it ta- does it take something this drastic to make you feel like your commander is back? Would it take something that drastic, or do you feel like you could just make little adjustments here and there, like our i our budget decks, and feel like it's it's back to normal? You know,
1: you know initially I thought that Brawl was
0: going to be that way when I first
1: when it first was announced. Standard I, Commander? Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, so this is kind of like, almost I get to take everything I draft from Standard, and now take all the jank and all the cards I wouldn't play in Standard because it's too fast of a format, now I get to play it in Brawl. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, okay, cool. But Brawl never really got traction. And I think it was because Watsy was the one that was sanctioning it. And watsy was, like, heavy-handedly pushing it. I mean, I don't even think we could play Commander. Do you play Commander on Arena, Anthony? You can play Brawl.
3: Well, and- Brawl also came out with Throne, and that was just before COVID, so it definitely didn't help. I
2: think the um, problem with Commander on Arena is there's no form of communication. Yeah, and I think you need that. And it, Commander and that
0: is one hundred percent a social game. Yeah. So politicking, like I mean, it, I almost want to touch on the bigger aspects of Commander. Magic is a is a one like one person wins. This is a very competitive game. People are constantly pushing to become more and more and more and more competitive. Commander steps outside of that because it's inherently it's like drafting Conspiracy, where you're more just having a stupid fun time with people there's decks that don't even rely on actually like winning to win. They just pillow for it and they just let everybody else fight and they just, you know, wait it out. And then they have 40 more life than the, the person who's remaining. But I don't know. I wanted to touch on sort of the overall spirit of the format, like the multiplayer aspect, like just like how it's different than other formats.
2: I mean, I, I think it's a great format. It's my favorite format. I, I still, enjoy, even though it's changed I, I enjoy commander a lot i think it's changed I, i'm gonna disagree with adam i don't think players have gotten better i think they're still dumb i think some are still smart some most are still dumb uh and, and no offense to anyone out there it's just it's it's a complicated game uh you
1: you and to, to their <coughs> to your credit or to their not credit or no, whatever you want to say it's a lot of stuff to remember man it's it is
2: <laughs> it is a lot of cards to remember It's a lot of stuff mechanics. to remember mechanics yeah. it is it, 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 you don't want to be like you know losers like christos and i where we're just like we, we know all this stuff you know i just i've just, I played the game for a long time and uh, i i enjoy commander the most as a format uh, because to me i think is the most unique uh, i think it's definitely accelerated and and as far as power level goes and I and I agree with Christos I think bands there should be some there should be a different format where there's bands or something like that uh, because I, I I disagree with you Ethan about <laughs> power spiking standard I think it is in a terrible place I still think it is right now uh, they instead of banning children they banned the cards that were problematic with it rather than banning the actual problem itself
0: well look at every format they ban things that help the evoke elementals in Modern instead of just banning the problem itself I because no they're trying to sell modern. products.
2: I, I, I've but, never... yeah, I, yeah, I, well, I agree. One, one I'm sure another, I'm sure you're right with Modern. I, I, I have no idea. I don't even know that format. I just... I, I assume is they don't ban children because it still sells.
0: Which is why the rules committee doesn't exist anymore because they come out with, you know, Commander Legends and it has a million and one busted cards... Or they come out with Ikoria that just, like, it adds so much power to the format in places that it shouldn't. And the only thing that the Rules Committee gets to ban is Lutri that specifically does not work in the Commander format.
3: I mean, the, there's a lot of questionable... Things there's that...
0: definitely a, hey, we're making a ton of money off of this. Can you please cool it down on the bans for, like, the next, you know, forever?
1: Yeah. Or they're, like... <clears throat> I, th- I think... I don't want to target Adam here, Put him out. Um...
3: My, my, I'm going to call oh, you out. Little... Oh, bring it on.
1: <laughs> so I, I think that because you are newer to the world of Magic, you do not understand maybe some of the logistics behind the way that WOTC does things. I mean, okay, listen, I, I love WOTC in some regard. But they got some scummy practices, and that's just a matter of fact. Um, and I think that it is less about, I think, what you were saying about how, how they need to be pushing the formats forward and having it be more accessible, all that stuff, and, like, giving people options, giving people entry points, I think it's less about that because I feel like it's kind of, like, sugarcoating the issue of, like, they are heavy-handedly even telling the people that made this format, hey, just, like, let this print run happen a few more times. And then, like, maybe after that, then you can ban it once we sold all of our product.
3: You know well, what I sure. mean? sure. Yeah, of course.
1: <laughs> and because of that, not now knowing that, because I think that's something that they, they even did back in the day. There's cards that were left in the format unchecked for years, and then they're like, "Oh well, you know, we're gonna actually." I remember when Painter Servant, when Painter Servant got unbanned, it was immediately reprinted, immediately. What Kaladesh? I believe so. Let me double check. When but talking as an invention, games. I just want to. But that dude, that invention was worth zero, and on then unbanned, now worth a hundred whatever dollars. It's a pretty sick artwork, though. I'm not saying yes or no to it. I'm just saying it's like.
0: They, they do do things intentionally, yeah. They, they, they almost seem like they're in tandem. In, they're injecting power into every single format at just enough for people to notice, so they want the new stuff, but not enough so that it kills it all in one fell swoop I mean, so that they can't just do it the next time.
2: Well, how would you guys feel?
0: Um, they got to they gotta stretch it out.
2: How would you guys feel instead they came out with, I mean, I guess it's not too different, but in my eyes, I think it's a little different every set because I, I don't think they're ever going to stop coming out with pre-cons. Yeah, uh, we should pre-con. probably move into
0: our solutions for uh, this issue. Don't,
2: I don't think they're ever going to stop making pre-cons every set but what if instead of they making commander pre-cons they made brawl pre-cons?
3: That's what they used to do. Well, then that's when they printed Corvald and Tulane, Right. And printed really busted cards. Yeah, that's that's true. They
2: are busted. But I'm going to be honest I think that's like they're kind of like uh, okay, I don't want to make them sound like low power, right? I think Korvold has hit a point where it is... it is. Sure, it isn't CEDH, but it doesn't mean it needs to be CEDH every, in every day. I think, by itself, it is not that strong of a card anymore. It, it's good. It's good. Okay, people don't get mad. It is a good card. But I don't think it's like, wow, this card's broken. It, it can be broken in many instances, but it, the card itself is like, I've, I've seen... Cards that are very similar nowadays. Was it broken out. in its pre-constructed deck?
1: Probably not. I have no idea. because I think that's when they went away with MSRP. I don't remember those brawl decks looking very scary. I just remember reading Tulane and being like,
2: "Yeah, Tulane. Are you really serious? Really like you're just
1: gonna just you're giving them all that and the bottom claws?
0: Yeah.
1: I think I think Tulane and Corbold
2: are pretty even, neck and neck as far as power goes. They're both very good." But I think there are cards now that that can keep up,
1: so for wh- sure,
2: if we're talking
0: about if, just for Command. Now, what was the original question? First of all, are each of you unhappy with the format? Uh, are you more or less happy with the format?
3: I mean, I'm not, like, dissatisfied. I I think, in general, like, there's no, like, because f- it comes down to your personal opinion. There's no right, fixing yeah. it. There's just, like, what you would prefer, right? Mm-hmm. And I, again, they- I'm not going to harp on like the rule zero thing, but you can, you can shape it however you want. And that's how a lot of people advertise it to their friends and stuff. You can play literally however you want. That's what gets a lot of people into it as well. 100%. So like, I know you guys were saying like, yeah, maybe a lot of players aren't even that good. There's just constantly new players coming in. So like, yeah, the spirit originally started as a bunch of people just coming together, playing some goofy decks, but then other people just got interested in it. And were are like, whoa, that's kind of cool. We could do this and that. And like, certain ideas were added to it. Okay. And then now you have different personalities who, you know, not every single person is like that. Some people played magic, you know, a lot of people that probably originally started playing commander probably weren't like the most try hard people in the world in the first place. They probably were more casual. So then when like super competitive people were like, Oh, something different to get into, they saw other cards, you know, maybe their try hard cards is like, that's their personality. So then they played a commander deck that's mean and it's like, oh, that's against the spirit of commander, you know, like, because you're playing a mean, it's like, they're playing within the rules. It's just, they got more eyes on it now. So there's different people playing the game and that's just, that's just eventually how it becomes. Like, you, you can, you cannot prevent that. It's physically impossible to prevent a certain crowd, like a different crowds of people from coming in and now they're just catering to every crowd. They're just like, everyone can play whatever they want and that's what's very cool about it and I like that. So I don't, personally mind them printing just tons of different stuff it is a lot it's crazy there's a lot to remember there's some busted stuff but i think in general it is really fun and really cool and sometimes you like to just play a really powerful card but you don't have to every game i want to ask this before i give my response were the kaldheim or kaldheim
1: or neon dynasty commander decks were the face of those decks were they in the set No. no no None of them. No. None of them. No. Okay, so that that is kind of where I have an issue with this product. Again, I even didn't, didn't. To be honest, I really didn't even like the old Commander precons from back in the day. Like I remember, I was very upset when they first printed those Planeswalker Commanders, and I, I don't know why. I was just like, "This is just not supposed to be right." It literally says on the bottom, "This can be your Commander." I'm like, "This is not. This is not a good move." It just felt icky. I don't know how else to say it. It just didn't feel good, and to your what you're saying, absolutely, Adam. I think that it's inevitable. We are not going to be able to stop this freight train of like power creep, like especially the way that the Cadence at Watsi is like
0: printing these like cards that are made for the format. Imagine like showing people back then, when the Planeswalkers <laughs> were released. Imagine showing them the Neon Dynasty uh, Azorius, precon. It's a vehicle that says on the bottom, this can be a commander.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like people will be like, what the hell is a vehicle? And why, what is, what, why, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> but
0: yeah, no, it's definitely, <laughs> yeah, I,
1: but I wanted to say, same. I wanted to say, and then I'll pass it to Anthony here.
0: Are you happy with it? And if not, what would be the biggest change you would make? I think obviously I'm not happy with it, but uh, <laughs> I, I,
1: I'd rather they, I'd rather the face of the decks be cards that were already in the set. I'd rather they build command. I would, you know, here's what I'll say. I'd rather they take cards from sets, Neon Dynasty, Brothers War, March of the Machine. They take the legendary creatures from those sets, slap them as a the face of the commander set or the commander box or whatever, the precon, and build the whole deck around that commander for them. Print cards specifically for that commander in those precons. Mizix's Mastery, right? Like those type of cards. Uh what is Azuri? Azuri's predation? Uh stuff like that. Like cards that are made like they're made for the commander instead of making up some commander that is literally, like, so pushed, made for the format. Elish Norn was not made for the format, original Elish Norn. But she's still very good in the format. And I feel like that that idea works. And it doesn't need, you don't need to do too much to it. And if Elish Norn was, that old Elish Norn, she was the face of a commander set, or, or the face of a commander pre-con, I'd be like, this is kind of interesting, she does this. And then you look into it, and then the, there's a support for it.
3: You can also, but you have a lot more opportunities in just design space when you don't limit yourself to being able to have it in Standard and Commander. I mean, that's just, that's but definitely I, their I, thought process. I
1: definitely, but that's what I'm saying. Like, make cards only in the Commander Precon for Commander, but not the face of the deck. I feel like that's where I think the power creep, it mostly lies. It's in the legendary creatures. It's not in everything else. Outside of, like, the the stuff that says Commander on it, like, like Jewel Lotus. I,
0: I had to think about it for a second but you're probably right. The point that I made towards the beginning, they did not print this frequency of legendary creatures.
3: Oh no. Oh, absolutely not. Like no.
0: this is, I want I want to say the 99 has power crept a good amount but not at all to the level of the difference between that chew lane and the original, I mean, accident. Not even close, man. It's not, not you can't even say it was an accident it's <laughs> I, it's definitely in the legendary creatures the most and printing things like commander legends that has like I don't even know 200 it has definitely over hundred legendary creatures we're all new you know and and only a couple of them get picked out because they're so all so strong that you have to be just slightly above that rate to get chosen
1: I want to say this I, I like even brothers were right we were talking about this the last podcast uh, there's like three different types of Urzas, and they're all legendary. Is is the one set? Is that the problem? <clears throat> or even the other day, uh, me and Anthony were playing some games of Commander at our local store. <laughs> Somebody went to cast Urzas Ruinous Blast. Everything off the battlefield was legendary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they didn't do anything? Literally,
2: literally didn't
0: take out anything yeah. the because they printed so many and, commanders and, and that every it's creature like, was legendary.
1: Come on, man! Like I don't know, like. Uh, harping way back to what we said earlier people used to play 10 board wipes now that board the board wipe that they printed probably for commander doesn't even work in commander because there's that many legendary creatures is
0: Urza's
3: Ruinous Blast from War of the Spark it's from Brothers, Brothers War, War. Or Urza no that's not what that that card was printed before Brothers War I don't believe so Urza's Ruinous Blast I, I don't believe it's an old card the one I think. that I exiles think it's... all non-legendary no. permanents. Mm-hmm. I, thought it's I thought it destroys it's,
1: exile. it's exiles oh d- 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 damn that's great <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, I think i think it was printed before a lot of board wipes uh, nowadays are you are looking that up
2: i just want to say like when i was talking about like the players coming in whatever being dumb or whatever i just mean that doesn't mean that they're not they can't play strong decks or be like you know a, i guess a pilot a strong deck my point is like the the cards that they're probably playing that are strong it, they're being pushed out they're, the new set, the new Doctor Who set, I forget the two new like cards that everyone wants from it. It's just being pushed. It's, this is, I, I guarantee if those cards didn't have in Doctor Who, they wouldn't sell as many uh, cards. It's like, or, or they wouldn't sell a mini seal. They wouldn't sell, if, if, if it was just a fun set that just had fun cards, you know, it, it would sell for sure. But if they didn't have those two new staples that are probably gonna be in every deck, they probably wouldn't sell. And 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 I mean that, and that it's it's every set they they put these staple cards in there because it's gonna sell, and, and because
0: they, they want the consumer to be able to buy a twenty five dollar collector pack, of course, and get the new staple. Items. It's gonna be just
3: enough to like get you to be like, <laughs> okay, I'll buy a few packs or I'll buy a little bit of it. Like the like they'll give you kind of like commander uh, commander masters where it's like there was like all these reprints and stuff, but it's like. It's like should i get it it's like i don't want everything in it but there's there's like this card or that but it's like oh then they're reprinting doubling season and all these other cards again but you're just like you're like oh but there's still these other cards in the set and it's just like you're like do i get in it do i not and like it's enough to put you on the border to probably want to invest in it i, I wanted to give anthony some uh some space to answer
0: your question oh yeah um <clears throat> are you happy with the format what's the biggest change that you would make if not
2: uh, I I'm always gonna be happy with Commander unless they do something drastic that I think changes the way I view Commander. If it keeps constantly power spiking, I will just adjust my decks to accordingly. Um, I think the thing you could do to fix it is I think similar to what Christos is saying. Uh, but I, I'm also not I'm, I'm not a dreamer or a daydreamer. It I they're probably always gonna come out with these pre-cons. What I do think they could do is they could the face of the precon could be a Legendary Creature from the set, and um, most of the, the deck could be from the set, like Uncommons, Commons, you know, a couple rares, uh, you know. Um, and it, it doesn't have to be that good, all right? It, it, the, I think the Legendary, the face creature maybe should be like a, a theme, and the alternate creature is like an also like another theme, and you can decide hey, I kind of like this sub-theme, so let me go buy a box of this and maybe I can get more of these sub-theme cards that are from this set. Uh, rather than, you know, let me go get this 10 or $20 card because that's what kind of, you know, that's what the formulaic thing is. It's like, let me go get this one really good rare that comes in the set or whatever to, to put in the pre-con. And then let me go get 20 cards from 18 different other sets rather than the set that just came out. Like, if I was a new player, I think me buying a pre-con and be like, oh, uh, I like this. Let me go buy a box. Maybe I can pull some of this, right? I, I'm going to be honest. Uh, like if they think uh, I'm going to go buy a box of cards for the, the, the one dollars card that I need to upgrade my pre-con, it's not happening. I'm going to CCU player. I'm buying the one card. But if it's like, you know, I need to change this whole deck around and maybe it's a new bunch of new cards. I could buy a
3: box. Well, here's the thing. You just said it yourself. You said, if I was a new player, I would do this. You know, I guess I have the experience here of being a newer player and like, yeah, I still probably fall more in line with the way you guys think. But I could also put myself in the shoes of someone who is, like, even newer. And it's just, like, like they're going to buy, like, a deck and just be like, oh, I'm just going to buy a box. So it's, like, the set that goes along with it. And they're just going to get a bunch of cards. Like, they're, they're, they don't think that way. Like, newer players, especially players that are coming in who are just like, oh, is beyond. Oh, I like Lord of the Rings. Oh, I like, you know, Marvel. I'm going to get into this. Like, they aren't thinking that. Like genuinely they're not they're not thinking that way um.
1: I, I wanted to say this I think I think that uh, Anthony and I we come from a time where we used to just buy boxes and we didn't have the resources to look up deck lists or stuff like that before uh, and so like when we went to go buy a box that that's what we had to work with man we didn't it, we, we buying singles wasn't even like a real big thing back in the day because like buying stuff online didn't really blow up until like the late 2000s yeah. uh, and so like you had to go buy box. You had to go to your LGS to go buy the singles. And so now a new player, and I think that your perspective is a little skewed because you do have a lot of, you have us, right? And uh, we are like, Adam, don't go buy that box, man. Don't do that. You know, like, you know. <laughs> and, and and Thank God, too. And, and, yeah. <laughs> we, like, imagine, like, all the money you've saved just by us saying that, right? But, like, on top of that, like, how many boxes have you bought, Adam?
3: A couple, but, like, I don't think I've bought anything to be like, I'm going to buy this box to get this card.
1: Correct. Because you're like, oh, I like maybe I just wanted to open the box or something. Maybe you just like, oh, yeah, see, if, like see, see if I pull it. Yeah, mm-hmm. for fun. Uh, or if you get a really good deal or something. Yeah. yeah, of course, like the Amazon drops or all that stuff. So that means that you're buying probably, I would say probably 90% singles. Yeah. 90%. Maybe more. And I think that that is a culture that Watsy has created by doing this. Oh, yep. And I think that that, for a new player, this... A new, for a new player with no guidance, absolutely, this is a gold mine for Watsy. But <laughs> if you have any semblance of like friendship around you in, in that LGS when you're going to buy that pre-con, they're going to st- st- turn you right away from that stuff. Be like, that kid's like, oh man, I really should go buy that Dominaria draft booster. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no,
0: dude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, let's let's go get you some real cards. Let's go buy you some singles. Paid a dollar for the shipping. Go buy TCG Direct or something like that. Not that we're sponsored, but like you know stuff like that. That's really why I'm so against this. I think that uh, to to what Anthony said, I think this this it would be way cooler if everything from those boxes came from the sets. Because now, as a player, even as a standard player, I'm like, well, I can just go buy that because it's all in there. I don't have to go buy the booster box because I know it's in yes. the Yes, oh, okay, yeah, so yeah, that's, that's good yeah. for you.
3: But <laughs> of course, if you, I'm actually kind of surprised with doctor who and maybe they're testing it out a little bit now where the doctor who you could buy all four commander decks that's it you have the entire set all the the collector's packs is just for variants right um i'm kind of surprised by that's cool too. because i'm glad that they don't have anything exclusive you can literally be like i don't need like you're just doing that's it for true. special art
0: treatments um i am pretty happy with that I'm, i was surprised very very happy with the them saying that there are no exclusive functionally unique cards within the collector packs
2: I, I i just want to cut in real quick uh because you kind of said something that piqued my interest would you not at least for me i'm a collector i've I stopped doing it uh just mainly because i think it's kind of silly to collect the full set and, but if they came out with like if i don't know whatever two or three pre-cons a set but if i could buy all those pre-cons and pretty much have the whole set and maybe, whatever, you know, let, let's say there's missing a couple cards or whatever, but, or, or maybe I can have the full set by buying all three period. I guarantee you I would buy every, all three pre cons every single
1: set just to have the full set.
3: But then you have no incentive to buy a box.
1: You're not happy with packs. Yeah.
2: yeah.
3: Like, it, But what, it takes away the magic, right? So,
2: I mean, I'm, they don't need to include the full set in the precons, right? right? I'm just, I'm I'm being a little, you know, but if you could get a majority of the set and, uh, you know, just a bunch of commons or uncommons or whatever, obviously, I don't have a collection. Right, exactly. Uh, I, you know, obviously, you know, I don't know how many rares come to pre-con, but whatever. You know, I, there's plenty of rares in every set. Like, there's so many rares in every se- or new set now. It's it, Rares don't feel rare. It's all I, I think try. we talked about yeah, that, right? I think that. rares don't feel rare anymore, right? So I think they could throw in a bunch of rares in a pre-con. But uh, the, rare, the pre-cons don't have to be like two or three colors. They can just be one color. I guarantee you I can make a pre-con out of uh, the, the Wilds of Eldra. I can make a mono green Commander deck, and it would actually be solid. Like, it, it wouldn't be terrible. Do you think I mean, it would sell if they made a pre-con? Do you think people would buy it? I, I think people buy pre-cons regardless. I think people, I think, I think we've, you know, not calling out any names. I think we've seen people at our LGS that just play pre because that's what they want to do. Uh, if they saw a mono green and they,
0: they honestly really, they like, just walk up to the counter and they ask, what, what can I start that with? That too. That too. It's like people. the kind of the equivalent of like net decking, but for like people that have
1: just don't they're like, hey man, can I just play a deck? And they're like, Yep, just buy that one.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And and I feel like I still feel like my like the, best the of power. idea
0: of the pre con being worth your money, but it all being from the set and not having a different set code. So Adam, why do you,
1: I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Why do you have an issue with what he's saying?
3: With everything being part of the set in the pre-con? Yeah. Do I personally have an issue with it? No. Um, I think they could make it work. I'm just saying that in general, I feel like they, they do it because it allows them to kind of mess around and have more fun with, with certain things. Um, I don't know, like, the logic behind a lot of it, right? I don't know why they're making the decisions they always make. Usually, probably monetarily or, like, you know, some of them might just think that's a fun design. That seems cool. What would sell? But know? that that is, like, yeah. the biggest thing. And, like, it's 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 blatantly obvious. Of course they're going to do it because it sells money. Like, it takes away from, like, opening a pack. And, to be honest, if, like, I if I, like, bought, like, a pack of something, and, like, I think that would honestly make it even, like, worse because if – not every card is in like the precons, but a majority of them. It's like I buy it. I'm like, who? Like who cares? Like I literally do not care because then it would have to be like the collector packs. It's you're getting a special treatment of it. It would be like like CS:GO versus like Valorant. I'm just thinking video games because sure. I'm obviously very familiar with <clears throat> just playing video games, right? People getting skins in CS:GO and unlocking it is just like, you know, you get like an insane amount of like adrenaline was like, that's insane. Right. Getting like some super nice skin versus Valorant's like, or any other game now, right. You just pay $20 for skin. Who cares? That's it. Everyone has it. It's just like, it doesn't feel special or rewarding. And like, it's a trading card game. That's like the, the game is based on that. It's not like a board game where you get every game piece when you buy it. Like it's still a trading card game. You're still supposed to be buying certain things and getting stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They have like the starter decks where it's a couple things, but again, it's, Meant for you to be enticed to purchase it when it has something unique in it. I don't. I don't really know. Like, I don't want to like go into circles. So. I. I
2: think we just discussed this. Is like most, most like the rares, even the mythics. They're not. They're not rare anymore. It's you can most of the, it's only every time a new set comes out. There's like what, what Wild of Eldraine, Beseech the Mirror, Agatha's Cauldron. That's that's pretty much it, right? I don't. I don't think there's any other Moonshadow Cavalry. But that's like fifteen dollars now. It's like everything. There's only like two or three cards every set that are actually worth anything anymore.
3: Well, aren't so, aren't so, the rarities technically supposed to not really be power, but how uniquely like, me, like how mechanically unique they are? That's
0: what they've that's what they've said over the years. All right, it's look, back and forth. <laughs> I, I, I think, think that's that's, I think that's I think yeah,
2: I was gonna say we've kind of derailed that. Yeah, I just wanted to like cut in. real quick as egg uh, one more time. So let's just say the, the three pre cons you you can get all the full set, but right. So th- the, what you're worried about is the hit, right? The the, the gambling hit, right? obviously the bonus sheet is still a thing right and obviously you can't get that that would be something you can't get in the pre-con so people would still pull for packs if that's what they want to do they want to get the hit or whatever on the
1: showcases yeah the
2: showcases you know then obviously you need to buy the packs to pull that or like whatever the transformers they put new transformers or whatever in the new sets and you can only get them in the 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 whatever slot and it's you know that they can they can still do that i i think uh yeah, I don't think there's any problem with that because you can buy I can go to TCG player right now and buy a whole set if I wanted to. Like, I don't think that's the problem. I don't think the, I think the, 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 the getting the hits off of cards, that's for those, that's for people that have like addictions with like
3: opening packs. Like, yeah. I don't think
2: that's for like the normal person. Yeah, don't,
3: don't, don't get me wrong. If I could just buy the whole set and they sold it, of course I'd do that. Okay. I'd
2: save so much money. And just and and I'm I'm not not that I'm getting wizards and ideas, but I think they would sell. That would sell. A lot of people would buy that. Like even Directly people from that wizards exactly. Yeah. People wouldn't even even that don't like. Oh, I never really thought about collecting a set, but if I go to Walmart and you know, or, or you know your local game store, but you know, I'm just trying to think more realistically, right? If you're just in the store and you see all three
3: precons, why not? I'll just have the full set. But here, here's the other thing, right? Like, Wilds of Eldraine, I'm trying to think of like how much a full set would cost, just for one of every copy. It's I mean, not that much. It okay. really isn't. So what? How much would you say? Like rough estimate, three four hundred. How many cards are in it? Like I mean, four, there's four hundred. If you're just getting one a copy of each, no like variants or anything.
2: Yeah. Yeah, if you're getting one of each, I, I know the the uncommon and commons were it was it's like maybe around the
3: price of a couple boxes. It was like
1: twenty bucks for like all the
2: commons yeah. and uncommons. I mean,
1: he, he put it into perspective because you're probably right. I would buy a, a half case of so three boxes of old sets, and I wouldn't even get all the cards.
3: Whoa, whoa, well, when we opened all those thro- uh, Wilds of Eldrain collector mm-hmm. boxes, there were
0: actually cards we didn't even pull at all. We opened 24? Yeah, twenty-four. Yeah, twenty-four collector boxes of Wilds of Eldrain. There was a couple uncommons. We did not see a single... It was like the printing sheets That's or something. Crazy. Which is wild. Up the wild. Beanstalk that we only got yeah. like... Up what, the two Beanstalk, of, or... we got two Up the beanstalk. Stro- uh, was Stroke, stroke the, of right. Which that is I the best got, like, uncommon two or three in the or fours. set.
3: But there's just some like weird ones you didn't see. And like, yeah, they're probably like not worth anything. But like I'm just saying, because then you, you think about it, you could just buy four... Um, sets of the entire set,
0: one of each card, and you'd be set. You they wouldn't need anything seed else. Even more than no, just they—they they
2: know. I, listen, like I—I I don't think it's proven or they never admitted it. However, I've said this as a joke, but I kind of mean it at, at the same time. They know what cards are going to... when they put a card out. They know it's going to be worth something, right? So you know, it's like
0: when yeah. they put Beseech the Mirror out, it's definitely yeah. more. You know, when you print Jewel Lotus, products, it turns out. Like, Oh, it's it's more mythic than other mythics. Yeah,
2: exactly. Sure. And and it, just like up the beanstalk. And and I feel like with the uncommons and commons, it's it's not like anything new. Like well, I'll, I'll compare it to fatal push, right? It's it, as someone who tried to pull for those cards, those fatal pushes, <laughs> it always seemed like it was such a lower rarity than other uncommons. And and and, and I think they did it on purpose. I'm gonna be honest, right? Oh, it's like percent. it's it's like it's like oh man, you know I'll just buy a packet. It's an uncommon. like so I got like. You know, I got, like, four chances to hit it or whatever, and it's like, you, you never do.
1: So, it's... I had, I had a little idea I wanted to pitch to you guys, because I was just curious. Because I know me and Anthony talk about just legendary creatures that, like, Anthony... Because Anthony's a lore junkie, so he really likes the lore. Of I do, I love it. So, he has, like, cards, he's like, man, I really wish I could build a commander deck around it, but it's just not good enough. Why not? I'd rather they go back and just, like, take those old creatures and make decks out of them. Like, give them support, make new cards for them. That might be interesting i I'd, I'd be so like what's that one that the the Gorgon a lady or whatever? for an old
2: uh oh oh um oh my gosh um fresco
1: no no, no 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 it's like glissa a, glissa yeah right so there's three Glissas, and one of them is like unplayable but one of them is like I think there's four I think there's a mono
2: green then there's the uh the gogari one and then there's two of them in the new set
1: so which one Wait, for a start to put it on screen which one is the one that you want
2: uh any any of the new ones uh so uh it doesn't matter just the new ones
3: <laughs> uh god i can't think of the set march march uh
0: phyrexia all will be one phyrexia all be one no march to the machine Galissa. okay sure it doesn't
2: matter it's just, so just one of the new ones made a, you know what the new pre-con? cards look like star just it, it just the point is i love i love her lore uh because uh she's like she challenged vorenklex which If you know any lore of is you don't challenge Borenklex. She challenged Borenklex for dominance. She wanted to take over. I'm going to be honest. her, Her cards ain't competing with Borenklex cards. If you look at every Borenklex card... They're pretty good, all of them. Even like the worst one, uh, which is grabs you forests, is actually still pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that flip flips. Is, that yeah, that's flip flip crazy. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: he and then he comes in. Even if he, you know, even with the unflip side, he comes in. he grabs you two fours. So your next two turns, you're gonna hit your lander, or you know, if you have extra
1: landfall, he's just, he's just to, good to guarantee his ability.
2: He's a six yeah. drop six six with. What,
1: reach and trample? I mean, he's a five drop six six trample. Oh, reach, I'm sorry, five. Grab drop, two forests. Yeah, it's it's,
2: oh, yeah. it's it's he's really good. And if you look at all the glisses, uh, there's only one glissa that's like a combo glissa, and it's like, yeah, well that's not you know, that's not what I'm looking to play. So
1: so, so just to like encompass this idea, yes. Because of my conversation with Anthony, and I was like, Yeah, that would be really cool if he had that opportunity. Man, I don't know about you, but like if they went back and like gave some old creatures some time in the light like just to like highlight them because like some creatures like especially with with how many legendaries there are now just give some of them like a little more time in the sun like give them a, a, a pre deck give them an opportunity to be in the spotlight Get, build around them give them cards give them support if you're going to be this heavy-handed about it i'd rather they just like don't be like coy about it just go all or nothing I, well, I, i'd rather they do that because i feel like now what they're doing is they're just throwing us like little bones or and like occasionally it's just like a stake, you know. It's just like here's Jewel Lotus, and it's like, cool,
0: great. It goes in every deck. Well, here's they kind of and maybe <laughs> Lotus goes in like ninety nine percent of decks. That's no, not not inherently. Not nah, not inherently. Nah, but not if in you if your
1: if your commander if your commander has has a two or a three in that uh, that uh in the commander cost and is probably one to two colors. Maybe three, even three colors,
3: probably. Yeah, I've run it in my deck, yeah, I, I, it it goes in a lot of decks. So
1: let's be honest, but like it yeah. it, it, it definitely doesn't uh, it definitely doesn't hurt to throw it in a deck, even if it's just like a one one. If you're it, what's that guy that costs he costs zero? I don't God. rug
2: rack or rug yeah. yeah, I'd run it in that too. Yeah. Look, how, how many times is gonna die? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know?
1: just use it for his partner. No, well the thing is like. Oh, don't even get me started on partners. Uh, don't even get me started. Uh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna
3: say that. <laughs> oh,
0: come on, partner's not that bad, dude. I, go ahead, <laughs> just go. Ahead. I'm gonna already
3: piss just thinking about it. No, I'm, I don't want to like harp on this too much because I feel like talking about Jewel Lotus is its own thing, and you're definitely. Oh, not I'm gonna. Say that.
1: I, I'm gonna just just give you a word vomit. All, all I wanna, all awful. I want to
3: say is should it have been printed. Probably not. However, I will say any monocolored deck that's if it's. Three or more mana, sure, you put it in the deck, no no doubt. Any other color, if you have two colorless and then two pips, fine, use it. But it's a money thing, right? Like, you don't, you can't throw it in every deck because it's an expensive card. I'm just saying, like, that also gives them the incentive to be, like, for players to, like, work towards, like, wow, I can't wait to get that card to put in my deck. It'll be so sick. Like, having a chase card like that for players is also, like, something they like because it keeps them engaged. And being wait, like,
0: wait, 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 wait. I want to give the, the audience what they want to hear. I want to hear your thoughts of Jewel Lotus. Give him this. Give it to, give me. I
1: think Jewel Lotus is an absolute abomination to the format. I think it is against the spirit of the game. When it, when I, it was I, revealed,
0: I, people were
3: flipping out. Yeah, I, there I,
1: were people on both sides being like, "Holy cow, this is the uh, best listen, thing ever." Like, I, if
3: if I was a CDH
1: guy, I'd be jazzed. But the, I'm I, I'm no longer that part of that crowd. I just I don't play that way anymore. I don't want to. I want to have fun with my games. I feel like. And you know you could say whatever you want about what find fun, whatever. I just want to be able to sit around with you guys and like play games that, are, that go long. I feel like like if I'm playing my Purphoros deck and I and I purposely don't play it in that deck. Do you have it in the deck? No, I'm saying no. He's... If I did, that's all I really need to say.
3: <laughs> I mean, it <laughs> yeah. would be a better deck. I think I think straight up playing Jewel Lotus and if it's effective early. for your commander, it it like almost kicks you up one to two power levels. But you have to get the card. It's still one of the ninety nine. The deck still has to be good. All it does is, is it accelerates your good deck. That's what
1: it does because but it doesn't people, make a deck people good. People I, aren't playing Jeweled Lotus in bad decks. You'd be surprised. Uh, yeah, you would be surprised. you are wrong. Yeah, that's what I was gonna. So say. Was are gonna, you saying that the, the store that we go to, people are playing Jewel Lotus in those decks? Yeah, it, it could, could be. We sure, could they be. are. I'm yes. sure.
0: I'm sure some of. Ooh, them was are. it
1: printed in a pre precon? No. no, no, it
0: was no. a commander. Uh, commander legends. legends. Yeah, it was uh, like one of the really. It was in Masters too, right? Yeah, they yeah they
1: it. Right. reprinted it. Yeah. Okay, for anybody that has a problem with me saying any of this stuff, fight me. I don't
2: care. Nope. In the comments. No, get... no, I'll fight you too because it's I, I. Oh, you I also like, don't have the card.
1: But you like jeweled uh, lettuce. Oh, I would I would buy I would buy a playset of it if I was a CEDH player that went to tournaments. I would, but I'm not. So I think it's an abomination of a card. I think I think the people that pl- that use those level of cards, again, the whole idea of what I said before about cutting formats and making it a whole separate format. I think those people. They're, they're thirsty for
3: some le- uh, legacy. Yeah, they they want to go play legacy, so go play legacy. Yeah, but that that almost kind of answers your question. You're not going to like what I'm about to say. Oh, Adam, but, be careful, brother. <laughs> <laughs> it, it makes... Remember... Okay, yeah. Obviously, if someone's using some new pushed card, they can use Jewel Lotus just fine. It makes that card even better. But you can use it in an older deck for cards that might just be, like, outdated, right? You could... You you can you're telling me so you're, 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 you're
1: telling me Gishath? You
3: can make You're telling me Gishath is like, "Oh, that's
1: easy." You, easy. Oh,
2: you're already
3: playing green. Oh, bleh. <laughs> yeah. I, I will
2: disagree there. I mean, I don't think having Jeweled Lotus and Gishath is going to make it any different if you're already playing like the best mana dork or whatever you're going to I disagree entirely. Yo, okay, your opponent yeah. should have All right. Moveable. You get you get it you get it
1: three turns early? Sure, 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 <laughs> sure. Uh, listen. Oh, yeah. Oh. I I
2: think <laughs> I think jeweled Lotus would be I think it would still be strong, but I think it would be a, a little more fair if it was just colorless mana. Here, here, if it was here's, three
0: colorless, just for your commander, yes,
2: yeah. I think it would be a lot better. Okay. Now, now, that, now. that would probably be better. But, yeah. but
1: like, even Mana Vault exists, and I, I don't even know if I even ha- ever had an issue with Mana Vault or Mana Crypt. I don't think I ever had issues with those cards. But I think it's because there's like a, a, an actual drawback. Right. a Grim Monolith, same thing. Like Cards with actual drawback. This card
3: has no drawback, and it can recur itself. What's wrong? Okay, all I'm saying is, what's wrong with having just a really fucking strong card, bro? What's wrong with it? It's a fun strong. It's card. It's not about the You're strength. You're just saying that it's because about the, you uh, like using it. You well, like I love push, using it. Bro. You <laughs> like pushing <laughs> out
2: your Nekusar on a curve
1: where he shouldn't be out. Yeah. Why not, man? Because the card is cards are designed in a certain way where they're supposed to come out on turn five. That's why they have five mana pips. Yeah. And and Jeweled Lotus like ignores that.
3: It's if like you want to,
0: if you want to play a card on any turn, play Yu Gi Oh, bro. You you know that like literally cards and magic are meant to like
3: break the game. That's what they do, dude. No, that's actually. I, listen,
1: false. I, I have no I have no problem, man. I have no problems with people wanting to play Legacy. People break go them. play
3: Legacy.
0: Go
1: people, play Legacy. People you break rule three. zero,
3: and man, you yeah. say no jewel modus ticket. Yeah, okay. Outside.
1: Every time I play with you from now on, Adam, I don't want to see it ever again.
3: Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah, that's
1: crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the whole thing about the rule zero, even before right, even before when we, when you started talking about the rule zero. That right there, it doesn't work. Well, here rule zero, zero is a myth created by idiots. I'm telling you that right now. Well,
3: rule zero actually, like, there's plenty of like if you start. Okay, I guess if you're like, oh, I'm gonna play like Purphoros, I'd be like, well, if I wasn't play like my fast rule
1: zero
0: stuff, is that you can't play Perforos.
1: Oh, the only deck I brought. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. I already signed up for the tournament.
0: Well, tournament, hey, rule tournament, zero play, man. Rule zero only works,
2: like, for us. Like, we know each other. We know yeah, each course. other's decks. We know their power levels. Mm-hmm. So when we rule zero something, we can come to an actual, like, rule zero. But if I rule zero, which, <laughs> I mean, we, we did at the LGS. Yeah, we, we rule yeah. zeroed. Yeah. I, I explained my deck. I explained how it won. I literally told them how I win. And they were like, Okay and i didn't even struggle i'm going to be honest i didn't
0: struggle like they
2: and now same same they,
0: explain what exactly did you do okay
2: so i we sat down uh, the guy told me his commander i'm thinking you know he he didn't explain to me that he was playing precon until after after <laughs> we started the game i saw he was playing the 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 very the very mean Sauron. the one that basically it has the ward the sacrifice of the legendary perm so i'm mm-hmm. like okay this guy's a sweat Cause I see the commander. That's all I see. He showed me his commander. I'm like, okay, he's a sweat. The person sitting across from me is playing a mono red uh, combo commander. So I'm like, this person's a sweat. And the person sitting to the left of me is playing Carter. So I'm like, this person's trolling. and, and I take a fun though. <laughs> okay. Right. And the only reason I said that is because none of us are playing combat decks. So this guy's going to oh. get no value. <laughs> All right. So, it's, it's, so I, I, if I was playing Carter and I seen three commanders that are, are not doing any combat, I'd probably be like, oh, I'm not going to play this commander. Cause I'm not going to get any value. Um, but anyway, I, so I, I, am like, okay, I'm playing Moldrotha. I'm playing Primal Surge. Uh, I play Primal Surge at 10 mana. I win the game. And, did anybody ask? Well, No, because everyone apparently knew what Primal Surge
0: was. Or, or, or supposedly. Or so you thought, yeah.
1: Yeah, or supposedly they didn't. I have no idea. Which, again, <laughs> rule zeroing, he's explaining what happens. No one's asking yeah. questions. Is it a matter of social ineptitude? People being too nervous to talk to people that they don't know? or They don't want to cross a line? There's a lot of factors there that make rule zero absolutely
3: impossible to enforce. Well, it's, it's much... Much more vague when you play with random people because you can't sit down and really go in depth with it because you're just about to shuffle up yeah. and play. Oh, okay.
2: you know, I actually, you know, I'm gonna defend uh, or myself actually. Uh, I explained how my deck won, right? But the person sitting across from me, like I knew their commander is a is a mono red co- combo commander, but I was like, I was like, you know, this seems this person seems new. You know, maybe they don't know what they're doing. And then, you know, around turn eight, they're literally comboing off. They're about to hit an infinite. You know, thank God I had a precaution for that, uh, so I could win the next turn. But no one at the table, the other two players, had no idea what they were trying to do or what they were trying to pull off. I knew what they were trying to do just because I know what that command. Like you only play that commander for two reasons: either a combo off or infinite combats. And other than that, you I don't you don't play the commander. Uh, so I was. Th- then they tried to do that, but they didn't explain that at the start. They just says, "Oh, I'm just having fun." Well, yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> because and, and, they would just and, want to win their and, packs, bro. And, and, and maybe that, maybe that is their version of fun. So I can't fault them for that. But rule zero is what m- my whole point, you know, going on this ten. You can't just go to a table of people and expect rule zero to work. As rule zero only works with us, like we know
1: each other, we have played
2: I, with each other, because we've
1: also defined yeah, what what like what you know. When I say this is a seven, you probably don't agree with me yeah. but when i say this is a seven it's a seven and, but you guys understand what i what i mean when i say that yeah, exactly now same night i'm at a different table same experience right i i, I rule 0 and this is a, the store that we go to right there's always like people ringing around with pre-cons and stuff so i try to play like a lower power deck generally speaking so i get i i get into the into the pod i sit down and i say guys i'm playing Perforos at the helm i'm playing mono red goblins it's goblin tribal so a lot of goblins Everyone agrees it's okay. I get into the game. I went on turn four, very quick. I had a really crazy hand, really quick start. Right after the game, one of my opponents goes over to Anthony's table and just starts talking mad shit about how I was
3: like <laughs> lying to them. Well, you do run ancient tomb. I know you don't. I don't think you said you had it, but that's fast mana. You want to talk about? Okay, okay. I, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna defend ancient
2: tomb right now. Okay. What? What? If, oh, what? what th- that it deals no, two damage? No, 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 no. Nope, that's not what I'm going to say. His deck would have worn, even if he played, let's say he didn't play uh, Ancient Tomb and he played Crystal Bane, which is Ancient Tomb, but you sacrifice it and it doesn't deal 2 damage to you. But that gives you just the burst you need to take off with his deck. So if he got out his Perforos early, he doesn't need that extra 2 mana the next turn. He just needs like 1 or 2 red and then he plays like 7 goblins or whatever. She yeah, the same Crystal bane's $3. Anyone can put that in their deck all right uh you know i can make the most use out of it because i'm playing modrotha <laughs> by the way but anyway but it's, i'm just saying it's like there's alternate cards like if that, if that's what you want to do like if you want to just make your deck strong there's alternates without paying a bunch of money so money's not the barrier all right pa- it's 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 all in the power like i could make a hundred dollar deck that can beat other cdh decks all right that's uh, but that's, i don't that's, yeah, that's yeah i no. don't why would I want to go to a table at an LGS and just like, oh, it's a $100 deck, not say that I can win on turn three. Like, I I'm just going to oh, yeah. win turn yeah, three. That's, <laughs> the, that's
1: the other thing, too, is, like, I I've, I've even I even told them, like, guys, I don't play any infinites in any deck. Yeah. I still don't. Yeah. And, like, I'm I'm, I'm disclosing all of the information possible. I'm telling them I'm playing a very high, high, t- like, goblin-heavy, like, under- if, if you don't understand that, please let me know. Like, I, even, I go above and beyond. I... I do. I know I do. And you know I do. Yes, right. He they're does. just being
3: courteous and they're just being like, oh, yeah, cool, whatever. Like, they're not actually like taking it in a bit. Maybe some of them are, but like some people, especially if they're using pre and stuff, they're like, they might even know what you're talking about. Yeah. They're going to be like, oh, okay. They just get a reality but, check of like, oh, you're saying?" Because to them, they'll be like, wow, that was like eight or nine. And you'll be like, no, you just don't understand how garbage your deck is. But that's, not where, even that's
1: that. the, whole, the whole idea. But the why we started talking about yeah. this, why we explained the scenario, rule zero does not work. It do, it doesn't work outside of your friend group. The, the
2: rare time that it did was the the last time we went to the card shop where we had an actual experienced player and uh, we, we we said what we were playing and he brought out something and that was like the mo that was the closest. we got game. so lucky because we were oh in the same pod God. we got so lucky that was
1: the closest game that
2: we ever had at that store and we it was played, a good game
1: we played three games all of them were very competitive uh, Yep, and it's Nothing because was one-sided. and it's because the guy that we were playing with once Anthony and I both explained our decks mm-hmm. he, he was like, okay th- I think this should match it and it did and it did mm-hmm. I was like, Oh my god. Yep. And that's why I immediately I turned around I'm like, "Come here. Play with us." You know, because <laughs> like when you find those people, it's about building a, like your own community amongst those people. Now I'm not saying that I'm not saying and now I'm going to kind of take a turn away from the rule 0 thing, but I'm not saying rule 0 is inherently not possible, but I do think that as an idea, I think it is thrown around way too much. I don't think it 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 works the, in in the in theory the way people explain it. I think that what you should do, what Commander is about, going back to the spirit of Commander, it's about building a community of people that play the same way you do and that have, like, the same rule set. And you guys are all on the same page and understanding that, like, guys, we're going to all be playing, like, sevens, eights, maybe, and just, like, enjoying that that sort of play. And the same goes for CDH. But if you're going to go to an LGS where there's sanctioned tournament play and you're going to just, like, do what Anthony explained and just say, oh, it's just... I'm playing budget, man. I'm playing a $100 pre-con, like, you know, <laughs> pre-con upgrade. But secretly, you're playing like 10 tutors because you're in black and you're just tutoring like infinite combos that make you win the game on the spot. That's going to feel real bad for the player that's there that just bought a pre- like the newest pre-con and is sitting down for the first time. I think that is, in my eyes, killing Commander as a format and spiritually.
3: But some people just enjoy playing that way. Go find groups I, to play that I, way.
1: There's nothing wrong with
0: playing that way. Yeah.
2: I think... And, and okay. pers-
0: basically, basically, what you're trying to say is be honest about what you're doing.
2: I don't know. I because just, it's I because
0: it's okay no matter how you want to
2: play. I don't think the honesty is the thing. I don't think people are like purpose. I mean, I'm sure there's people that purposefully like, oh yeah, my deck's weak. I think some people just they think their deck is actually weak compared to because they might have faced uh, mm-hmm. something that was way stronger and they're like, wow, such this such my complex, deck isn't that strong. It,
0: it is such a complex format because anything's possible and anything like you could walk in and to a game store and half the people have just bought their decks and half the people have spent ten thousand dollars on their decks
1: yeah I, I mean a good example is like when you see a commander
3: you're like okay the last time i played that commander I, it was like this oh that that's exactly what happened to me when i went and i was playing what Kali- yeah the one dude was playing mm-hmm. Kylie the vest i was like Last time I played against this, I just I just know you cheat out really mean stuff. Mm-hmm. And Quickly. so one dude was playing like a pre-con that he upgraded himself, and another dude was playing the the Commander Masters Planeswalker deck straight out of the box. And I was like, I mean, I'm gonna I I'm gonna focus on this guy a little bit because I'm I'm presuming he's got some good stuff in his deck, so I'm gonna focus a little bit on him. And then like we got stuck in a battle, and then the other two guys kinda just like the one guy unfortunately was I don't even know what he was doing. His deck was it was probably worse than the precon <laughs> yeah. itself. But then the precon dude with the command like uh the commander masters one just he just took over the game. Like you can still win even if it's like, oh that deck's not even that good. Like, it doesn't matter. Well yeah. I,
2: I'm glad you brought that up. It was uh Christos and I were literally just talking about this, just real quick. Uh um it was a very long it was a five man game, or it was five man pod, and Christos was definitely the arch enemy. And, uh, but it was funny because everyone was ignoring the pre-con player who, uh, they were playing Aegis and and they had Rampaging Baeloths. So every time they, and then it was, uh, the, the other card. So every time they made a, um, token, they actually made it a Rampaging Baeloth, but then they got two copies of Rampaging Baeloth, every landfall trigger.
3: Oh my God. So they had,
2: I think they had like eight Rampaging Baeloths and I was like, this its precon has hit its precon power spike it added 15 lands you know it's just like you know <laughs> i've reached the final form yeah it's like you know every all five pieces of exodia every pecan when it hits 15 lands it's finally time to power spike it's been kind of useful because you know the, the mana curve is terrible yeah. but
0: <laughs> i think that it like with everything that we've said so far the spirit of commander is really what you make it when everybody's on the same page Playing the same game and having a good time, that's where the Spirit of Commander comes out. I think it's still possible nowadays. We know it's still possible because we still keep playing it. We wouldn't keep playing this game if we didn't enjoy it. Was it different back then? Yes. I want to say that I'm a little unhappy with where it's been going, but it's not gone. And no matter what... Wizards of the Coast does, no matter what Hasbro does, no matter how the game changes, I think that I'm still going to enjoy my time with the people around me and just messing around with cardboard. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I'm I'm still here to stay. Yeah, you know, I
1: think I, I like what you said about how like as long I think that our conversation kind of brought you that answer, right? I think as long as you're all on the same page commander is really still there as a spiritually uh but i agree i think uh you know no matter what watsi does and whatever it's all about like the rule zero amongst your friends i guess so that like you guys can actually talk and have a conversation about establishing what rule zero means to uh, your group but i think that uh this like sanctioned tournament play and stuff i feel like that is like un- unless you're explicitly saying cdh uh so it gets I- a little muddy it does get a little muddy it does And, I mean, we've all seen it firsthand.
0: I think that... um, I think you should just enjoy it with friends.
1: Just try your best to enjoy it, and maybe... uh, Watsy, please stop printing pre-cons, please. It's just ruining my
2: experience. (laughs) (laughs) There's too many. (laughs) Please. Honestly, if you're out there and you enjoy, like, really high-level play, just try, and you and your friends just try to make $50 budget decks, take out the soul Ring. It's honestly, it's fun. It's, it's It's like a nice pace to the game, you guys aren't sweating to kill each other because you literally can't not at least not in the first like at least six turns you probably guys Our $50 our game day was good. They're good. They're, they're, it they're fun. They're amazing. It's like you know it's like our first few turns we're just sitting there just shooting the shit. It's, it's yeah. really yeah. It's just, yeah. yeah. It,
1: it gives you time. That, that's the thing it, like it honestly made me it reminded me of like when their Necysar precon, not that it was the the face of the precon, but when the Necysar precon came out, and I first bought that Myel pre precon, and I was playing with like whatever other precons were at the time with like my three friends, we were there for like three hours and people, we were like twenty HP, like nothing had changed, and and like the board wipes happening left and right, and that like that's kind of what it reminded me of today. Granted. A little bit different, because out of nowhere, I just got hit for, like, 56 and died. But, like, heroes Bolins, baby, check out the deck tech. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but I, I, I'm i fine with it, man. Like, I, I think that, like, again,
3: it's just about rule zero. That's all
0: amongst yeah. your friends. Yeah. If you have any closing thoughts, Adam, we're going to get this wrapped up.
3: I mean, you were just talking about the budget deck tech. I think I want to make a budget deck tech in my Volo deck. That thing slabs, baby. That deck is so good. I was playing that against like other people's decks. like My other deck's kind of high power. I'll just do this. It, it was holding strong. So
0: Watch out for that. I want to thank our patrons of this episode. All of you, thank you very much. If you want to become a patron, if you want to help us out, go ahead and check out cardboardcrashcourse.com. You can also see other ways to watch this podcast if it might be easier for you on another platform. Go and have a and uh, give us a like and five stars on everything that you possibly can. It helps out a lot. Thank you very much, guys, and have a great, great rest of your day. Bye-bye.